0: We recorded this podcast before the COVID-19 pandemic. Of course, that pandemic changed many business conditions, but most of the facts remain the same and the story is as interesting as ever. Hi, this is Craig Ryan at BDC. With the latest of our interviews with B Corp entrepreneurs from across Canada. I'm here today in Montreal with my colleague, Carla Heim. Hi, Carla.
1: Hello, Craig. <laughs>
0: And our guests today are Etienne and Declan. Etienne Lapierre and Declan Rankin-Jardin. Etienne and Declan have a terrific little company that uh, was born here in Montreal, the mission of which is to reconnect people with nature, specifically through the ambassador of the insect world, which is the bee, the honeybees. Their company is called Alveol, and for corporate clients, it places beehives on their rooftops. This sets in motion all sorts of fun things. Bees downtown eating flowers, or getting nectar out of flowers. <laughs> Forgive my lack of imprecise language. <laughs> and it also triggers uh, the public's mind to think about nature in a new way because it's close to them. Welcome, Declan. Welcome, Etienne.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Um, I have to start with the the question I'm, that I'm sure is on everyone's mind: Why bees?
2: Good question. <laughs> <laughs> it came about pretty haphazardly. Um, haphazardly. We, um, it's and I have been friends for quite a while since high school, and and our third partner Alex uh, as well. And and um, through this friendship, we we were playing music. We were were, of course, having fun, and and um, eventually discovered that we all had a, a passion for bees. A passion
0: <laughs> for bees.
2: And so uh, Alex's uncle is a commercial bee farmer out in Manitoba. So um, we were able to get our chops through uh, seeing many bees out out there, Um, but then also eventually decided, why don't we just set up some bees in the city? That's where we're from, see if it could work. And when it did, we um, just kept going with it. So two hives, uh, the first year became 30, the second year, and then Sixty, and and we just grew it very organically from that.
0: And from Montreal to about seven cities.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And from four guys in a truck to about fifty employees. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Now, <laughs> when we look at your success, it um, it would appear that you are entrepreneurs bred in the bone. Is that the case, Ajin? HM? Um, Had you always wanted to be an entrepreneur?
1: Um, I, I don't think so. I think it's, it came um, as we devote time to it and we, we sort of really got interested in it. Um, but the, um, we were more interested in uh, creating something that would last and that would be well-structured and had a mission that really f- resonated with, with us. Uh, so that's, that was really the, the backbone of what we, where we come from. Uh, uh, so, yeah, but And you've he, just chosen
0: an exotic field.
1: Yeah, I think we it came from an experience. Uh, we, we we had a story with the bees in Manitoba. It was really fascinating how it sort of they were functioning, and we were li- really interested in in beekeeping and and doing it uh, in the city. Is, it was really a, we sort of reconnect, rediscovered the, the beekeeping. How it was uh, uh, it, it was really different. So we we got more interested in it, and okay. then and then we started Avio. Cool. Yeah. Now, before
0: I turn over to Carla and her serious questions about the certification that we are here to talk about, I have <laughs> some fun stuff to ask. Um, tell us something fun that we probably don't know about the bee world. Are bee colonies prone to rebellion?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, the short answer is yes.
0: <gasps> Shocker.
2: Um, but I guess rebellions uh, de- depends how you see it. Um, but the queen, who we usually associate with uh, power and, and control, and, yeah, control is, is not necessarily the one that is making all the rules. She, in a lot of ways, has to be productive in order to earn her place as queen. So uh, she is the mother. She's laying, She has to lay 2,000 eggs a day. And if she doesn't, they, the colony will notice. And um, if she's not productive enough, they'll stop feeding her. They'll raise a new queen. Um, so, so they have no
0: time for this Marie Antoinette frivolity. <laughs> she has work to do.
2: She has work to do, and and, uh, and if she's not productive, they will... Uh, They'll toss her. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, That's a lot of stress. Must <laughs> <laughs> be stressful. To be, um, are they travelers, or do they hang out in one city block? Like, if I have a hive on my rooftop, are they eating my neighbor's flowers, and how far away can those neighbors be?
2: Bees will fly. Um, Usually about five kilometers, but okay. if they need to, they can go further. It, 5k? Yeah. A little bit? It, it becomes a bit of a... Um, they also are using energy to go that far. So if they're using more energy than they're bringing back in the form of nectar, then, then it becomes less. So around 10 kilometers, it's not really worth it anymore for them to, to go so that far. So pretty big? Pretty, a very wide radius. And most cities um, have green space within that range, and quite a bit of it.
0: And downtowns would benefit from flowers and green space that the bees would visit. OK, mm-hmm. I see. Uh, final fun question. When I slather honey on my toast in the morning, what is it? Like, <laughs> where, how do you get that?
2: So honey comes from flowers, uh-huh. originally. Um, the bees are slurping up nectar that's it, at the bottom of flowers. This nectar is then transported, flown back to the hives in their bellies. Um, uh-huh. Bees actually have two bellies. Two? One for transport, one for personal use. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and then once back at the hive, they will regurgitate this nectar into another bee's mouth. And, um, and that bee will transfer it back into the hive, into, the into hive. a into a cell,
0: and that's the delicious stuff we look look off our fingers. Okay, the okay,
2: delicious okay. honey vomit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that we've clarified all that, they're rebellious, they're travelers, and uh, they regurgitate. Yeah. Over to you, Carla.
1: So I uh, I'm super interested in why you chose to certify your company as a B Corp.
2: the uh, the actual B Corp certification we learned about through a client Natalie um who was a very early adopter of our service and, and was really helpful. And, and um, when I heard about it, went on the website, saw that it was um, basically a mission-based social environmental impact certification, I, I, uh, it just fit. And then from there, we certified pretty quickly.
1: Well, that's great! It does sound like it was very aligned with your purpose and your impact. So that's wonderful to hear. So, if um, if I'm a client wanting to have a beehive, uh, what's required for urban beekeeping? Uh, that's a good question. Um, a space first. Uh, uh, in f- we need, we need a space for for the hive. Um, and and so in terms of space, it's really small. It's uh, two feet by two feet. So it's it's uh, only. Uh, this is the space that we use on the roof when we usually uh, put a beehive. Then we need also flowers, and, and uh, so we encourage um, businesses to also plant flowers and and really get involved with nature uh, to to help the the beehive uh, strive. And and then also we we um, we need um, interest, so we need to create a story with the the corporation. So we we need uh, communication. We need to uh, make uh, events around the hive. So. Uh, that's also uh, something that we we need when we uh, we uh, we start a, a project, with a be a business. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's awesome because it's very engaging. Then it's more than just a beehive on the roof. It's actually um, an embedded story, and it has impact, and everybody participates in the success. So, I think that's wonderful. And how do you feel that you're contributing to obviously the dying bee crisis?
2: I mean, coming back to what was just said, the the education is is the biggest. Factor. So um, when we install one beehive, the, the idea is not to uh, save the bees, but it's more to reconnect people in nature and, and also how their food is produced. Because the, the bee crisis is also, um, I think, an agricultural crisis. It's related to how we use pesticides, how we grow monocultures. And so um, to just understand the link that pollinators have with uh, the food that we eat, um, we're really opening that door for steps in a conversation. That's
0: yeah. um, okay. so, wonderful. Uh, you're turning you're turning the public's head to an issue and introducing it to a complex dilemma, mm-hmm. um, and not claiming to solve that dilemma. Uh, okay. No, no, that's, uh, that's an important distinction. Yeah. You need to understand. Mm-hmm. When I, when I think about your, your company and your success and your growth, because you'll be almost doubling in size in the coming year, right? Mm-hmm. To about 14 or 15 cities across yeah, yeah. Uh, North America. I'm actually at pains to find a parallel uh, in terms of business model. And in, in a way, it feels as though you are creating a new sector of a kind. Mm-hmm. That must be really inspiring, but it must also be hard. Is it hard to grow this kind of company at this scale, keeping it consistent with the cultural values that created it, that were present at its creation?
1: Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, it's a really big challenge. Um, uh, we're, we're always thinking this way though. We're sort of we've started from Montreal and we created a, um, a structure. Uh, that makes may, made sense in a culture that made sense uh, for uh, with you know uh, with the service and um, and that, now we're sort of expanding into new cities with but with the same structure. It's okay. really based on the same values and the same ideal and the same uh, experience. Uh, Are so, you
0: replicating yourself like the bees
1: do? Yeah, sort of, yeah. <laughs> sort of swarming I can't from... be the
0: first person to
2: replicate no? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, there's a lot of things that come that, that come from, from the hive and uh, for, for, that's for sure. Uh, but um, it's definitely uh, just, I think there's a lot of challenge to, to this, um, starting something that's a bit different. Uh, uh-huh. But I think it's also really interesting. We're learning a lot and um, and we love it. it's, it's really interesting it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: it's been a real pleasure to have you here with us today guys.
1: Um, <laughs> on
0: behalf of all of our listeners, on behalf of everyone at BDC and, and Carla, thank you very much for your time. Uh, if any of our listeners have space on the rooftop and they'd like to learn more about what you do or to contact your company, to which website should they go?
2: Www.vl. So A L V E O L E dot buzz. Aha, notcom dot buzz. Mm -hmm. Ah, (laughs) 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 Exactly.
0: Thanks again. Thank you to our listeners. And uh, until next time, bye.